Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I'm your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and a transformational coach for entrepreneurs, businesses, leaders, and for those who want to break the cycle of convention and redefine success one step at a time. I am on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week we have thought leaders, change instigators and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life and your business. Well, this week, I'm super, super, super excited about our guest. We have the lovely Laurie Ladd. Laurie is a multi-dimensional channel and an ascension teacher. Laurie knew at the age of 13 that she was here to assist humanity through the ascension. It wasn't until 1995, while at a workshop in Mount Shasta, she was shown her role in the ascension. She was here to assist humanity through the physical shift in consciousness, which is our great awakening. Laurie connects to the Galactic Federation of Light, providing daily messages and guidance in navigating our ascension from 3D to 5D. She is reminding humanity of who they are and the power of their light to shift the human collective. Laurie takes the complexity of ascension and grounds it into simple and digestible concepts. She teaches on the evolution of consciousness, connecting to your family of light and being the multidimensional human. Laurie dedicates her life to assisting humanity in this planetary shift. She is honored to be walking side by side with all of you and she is humbled to be able to reconnect you to your beautiful soul family who is waiting patiently for you. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. So this morning, or it could be evening, depending on what side of the earth you are at today, we have the lovely Laurie Ladd. Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Catherine. It's a, it's a perfect time to be connecting. Yes, I know. It is a perfect time to be connecting. And I'm super excited about this interview, of course. So we always love to start with a unique story. So Laurie, tell us, what inspired you to do what you do today? Um, what inspired me? So I, I it, it was less of an inspiration and more of a knowingness, I guess, is how I would describe it. So when I was really young, I knew that I was going to be assisting people in this sort of spiritual awakening that we're going through right now. And, um, and it was always with me. It was this kind of voice in the back of my head that was like, you're here to do this work, you're here to do this work, you're here to do this work. And I just kind of kept ignoring it until around the age of 40. So I'm 45 now. So only about five years ago did I actually start 
doing the work that I came here to do. Um, and the reason that I finally said, okay, I'm ready, let's do this is one, I knew that there was so much more that I was here to do. And two, I knew that what I was doing in my life was absolutely not what I came here to do. So it was, I think, 2015 where I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to commit and I'm going to, uh, surrender to what I'm actually here to do on this planet. And I didn't really know much other than it was to assist in this massive great awakening that we're going through right now. Um, and so I started to prepare to leave my corporate job. I started to a website. I, I started channeling. I started connecting with people and doing like free sessions. And then the next thing you know, I just started to create my business um, pretty organically, pretty fluidly. And and the next thing you know, it's it's I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Um, so it it was something that I've always known I was here to do. And I, it just needed a, I just needed to step into it and say, okay, I'm a hundred percent ready to do this. And then it became a trust in following the guidance, um, and allowing it to unfold for me. Um, so that's really, it wasn't an inspiration. It was more of like, all right, Lori, are you finally ready to commit and do what you came here to do? <laughs> that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, sure. um, yeah. So. so for our listeners that, that don't know what Lori Ladd does, would you like to explain what you do? Sure. So, I mean, it's always evolving and, and shifting, but currently in the, in, what I'm doing right now is I am providing messages and guidance. Let's see, how do I say this? I'm providing messages and guidance walking us through this massive shift in consciousness that we're going through both personally and collectively as a big, large human collective. I also am connecting the human us to our guides, higher dimensional consciousness, um, the, the quantum field, these aspects that we have uh, the ability to connect to that's not physical. So an energetic world that's around us. Um, so I'm doing that as well. I do a lot of guided meditations. I do a lot of journey work where we kind of connect into higher dimensional beings and realms. Um, but really uh, right now it's basically like everyday guidance on how to navigate this massive shift in consciousness that we're going through. Mm. And so earlier on, you talked about the great awakening and we've, I mean, I study astrology, so we talk about disclosure, the great awakening. We talk about the collective consciousness moving into, you know, a, a different dimension. So when, when we talk about the great awakening, uh, how would you best describe it for everyone to understand? So it's a collective shift. So you imagine that we are individual humans and then all human bodies standing on the earth is a collective human, right? So there's a collective field of consciousness that the, that the whole human collective is standing in and experiencing their reality in. And then there's an individual um, consciousness that you're holding, I'm holding, each human is holding. And the great awakening is the shift in the collective human consciousness, meaning 
It's not just about me personally shifting consciousness. Now, what does that even mean, shifting consciousness? It means that this is all energy. I'm an energetic being. I've got energy in my body. You're an energetic being. You've got energy and frequency in your body. And if you pull all the human bodies together with energy and frequency in them, it creates one large energetic frequency. That's a consciousness, right? And so we are shifting that consciousness the human collective consciousness and our own individual consciousness from a lower frequency, a lower state of being to a higher frequency or a higher state of being. And so this great awakening is shifting from lower states of consciousness to higher states of consciousness. We are being differently. We are experiencing things differently. We are feeling things differently. Things are starting to shift in our reality. And this is all because the energy within our bodies and the energy in the collective human consciousness field is shifting. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So when you're talking about lower consciousness, because there, there, there is the talk that we are currently moving from a 3D consciousness into a 5D consciousness. And there's been a lot of um, noise out there how people, every different individual um, person is experiencing it in a very different way. So some people have been, you know, bedridden with pain and others have been quite energized by the move. So what are we to expect and what is the norm as we are shifting to this new dimension? Yeah. So basically your body, you want to think of your body as a capsule, a physical capsule. And within that physical capsule, capsule, yeah, there's the organs, there's the physical stuff, right? The organs, the blood, the muscles, the veins, but there is also energy. There's a massive amount of energy and that energy is what is shifting. And we are receiving high frequency energy into our bodies all the time. And so when you move from a third dimensional frequency, third dimensional consciousness, third dimensional field, to a fifth dimensional consciousness or a fifth dimensional field, the energy and frequency within the body speeds up. It starts to spin faster. And the energy that is coming down or the light that's coming down into the body is assisting that speed. So there's more light coming in. It's speeding things up. And when that happens, there's a lot that we experience. There's a lot of physical things we experience. There's a lot of emotional things we experience. There's a lot of mental things we experience. And there's a lot of energetic things we experience. So physically, depending upon how your body is responding to that energy moving and increasing in frequency, you may feel massive amounts of exhaustion. You may feel dizziness. You may feel more pain in your body. You may feel lightheaded. You may feel blurry. You may feel nauseous. You may have rashes on your body. I mean, there's a bazillion physical symptoms that you can feel. There is no absolute way that your body is going to navigate um, increasing frequency in the body. The other things that happen is an emotion is a consciousness. An emotion a thought, a belief, a behavior, these are energies first before they're felt as an emotion or felt as a behavior. They're actually consciousness that's in the body. And what happens is when this light moves in and when the energy increases and speeds up like a, you know, like a fan or something, right? It starts to spin things around. 
And so the denser or slower or lower consciousnesses that we've sort of not been paying attention to or not been looking at because we haven't felt them because they haven't been rattled up, they start to get rattled. We start to, they start to get unwound. They start to kind of pop up in front of us. You can call it the shadow. You can call it trauma. You can call it whatever you want, but it's lower consciousness and so, or lower frequencies. We start to feel a lot more. All of a sudden you're feeling more emotions. You're feeling traumas that you hadn't felt in forever. You know, you're all of a sudden these, these, these relationships that you were been, have been in, they're not working any longer. They don't feel right any longer. There's a lot of things that begin to shift simply because your body is changing frequencies. Um, and so there isn't any right way of doing this, normal way of doing this, or sort of collective way that we do this. Every body, every physical body is different. And it really is about your human journey and what you've experienced along the way. How deeply are you in your body right now? How much trauma have you had? I mean, there's such a, a, an array of uh, variables that impact the way you're going to experience this shift. Because mm. I know for myself, I because there is so much going on and being the empath that I am, I always, and I have this little note that says, you know, remain in your center. Don't get pulled out left or right or what's going on in the world. Remain in your center and keep your light. Um, and that is, is how it's been working for me. How would you give others advice to... As we're, as we're going through this uh, great awakening and as we're moving into this different consciousness, is there something specifically that we could all do to help us uh, go through the shift without so much uh, trauma or drama or pain? I mean, not, I mean, okay. Uh, there's tools that you can do when you're feeling that stuff, but it's, it's almost impossible to not feel what you're going to feel when your body is going through that. So, um, what, 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 what we want to learn is how to navigate it without attaching to it. So one of the things that is essential as you start to awaken and as you start to feel everything you're starting to feel, right? So it's almost like your senses start to get more intense. You start feeling more, you start seeing more, you start hearing more. There's more that starts to happen around your world and your reality. And the thing you want to start to really pay attention to is the being the observer. So when you start observing yourself as the human, I am now feeling this emotion. I am now doing this behavior. I am now feeling this. I am now in a really, you know, in a, in a conversation with someone. When you become the observer, you are no longer that which you're experiencing. So for instance, if you feel a lot of anger or rage, right? What happens to us as unconscious humans is we are, we believe that we are that emotion, right? So all of a sudden, if you're feeling anger or you're feeling rage, you attach to it and you make it wrong. There's something wrong with you. You try to fix it. You try to change it. You try to control it because you're attached to it. When you observe yourself just as feeling rage, I'm just feeling the consciousness or energy of rage. You are detached from it. And when you detach from an experience, from an emotion, from something that you're having in the now moment, when you detach from it and just allow yourself to experience it, it moves through you much faster. You're not trying to change it. You're not trying to figure it out. 
you're allowing it to come up, you're allowing yourself to feel it, and then the next thing you know, it starts to move through you. So that's one of the first steps that I encourage people to do is to start to become the observer. Start to watch yourself as if you are like watching a movie. I am now going to go make breakfast. Oh, I'm now going to go in my car. I'm now walking to my car. Like taking these baby steps of observing yourself in every now will help you observe when you start feeling things that you don't want to feel so that you can allow them to move through you. Because one of the biggest pieces of this evolution in consciousness is that you start feeling way more than you ever thought possible. And it's uncomfortable. Um, but it's part of the process of moving into higher states of consciousness is feeling it and not attaching to it, not making it wrong, not judging yourself for it. There's nothing wrong with anything we feel. That would be like saying there's something wrong with you being the human being. It's like, no, there's not. There's nothing wrong with you being who you are, right? We all have these emotions within us that need to be released. And as long as we are really allowing it to just be that, oh, an emotion, here it comes. Oh, a thought, here it comes, right? Because what that also allows you to do is once you start to be the observer, you then become, you then become empowered and you realize that you have a choice. No one's doing anything to you. So as soon as you are starting to observe everything, you recognize that you're, you're playing the role. You're choosing your reality. You're choosing how you want to be. You're choosing what you want to step into, what you don't want to step into, the conversation you want to have, the conversation you don't want to have. You become extremely empowered, which is also sovereignty. Um, and this also requires you to be in your body, which is in my breathing, right? Do I, am I breathing? Am I breathing? Am I breathing? You can't be the observer if you're not in your body. So step one, breathe. Step two, observe. Step three, choose. Mm, That's what I, I would that. say. And as you were speaking, I uh, had a vision of lying beside a riverbank and watching the water flow. This is your emotions. You're just being the observer, these emotions. You're detached. You're looking at it with no judgment. You're just allowing it to flow through. Exactly. So I'm curious because we talk about moving where we're currently in this vortex or this bubble of our third dimension. We're moving to the fifth dimension. Why are we skipping a dimension? Because there is talk about the fourth dimension being the reptilian consciousness. So how is it that we're skipping one? So the fourth dimension that we experience is a little bit different than the fourth dimensional reptilian consciousnesses. So here's how you can view the fourth dimension. Most of us are currently standing in a fourth dimensional field and we have two, one foot in the third dimension and one foot in the fifth. When I say many of us, I'm talking about those of us that have been um, aware of what is going on in our bodies, aware of what is going on in the collective field, consciously observing what we're feeling and thinking and being, just being very awake and alert, right? Um, when you start to become alert, when you start to wake up, when you start to feel everything, when you start to choose, when you start stepping into these different states, you're really standing and bordering the fifth and the third dimension. And so the fourth dimension is sort of like the playground. It's where we're learning how to still stand in a third dimensional field, which is our physicality that we're seeing while we are also learning how to be in 5D states of consciousness. So a 5D state of consciousness is present moment. It's unity 
right? So it's, I can have a truth, you can have a truth, and we can both stand in the same field and be okay with that, right? I'm not going to make you wrong, and I'm not going to make me wrong. That's unity. Um, compassion, empathy, love, um, expansion, alignment, connecting to higher self, right? This aspect of you that has a, a bigger perspective of what's going on. 5D consciousness is um, understanding that there is duality in that third dimensional field and you're learning how to step into a neutral place where all is okay in the quantum field. These are states of consciousness that we're learning, right? Allowing every emotion to just be, not attaching to the emotion. That's a higher state of consciousness. So what happens is, is because we have not anchored completely into a 5D field yet, right? Our bodies are not anchored into 5D consciousness yet, but we are also moving out of a third dimensional consciousness because we're holding higher frequencies. We find ourselves straddling in a fourth dimensional field. And the reason a lot of us don't talk about the fourth dimension is because it's really just a bridge. It's not... It's not what we are learning how to be in. We're learning how to be in these higher states, which is a 5D consciousness, and then we'll continue to move forward. And so the fourth dimension is holding both consciousnesses. It's like the rainbow, right? It's got all of it in there. And, and when we're in it, we are, we're experiencing both. So a lot of us, a lot of your listeners are probably experiencing and starting to experience this 5D consciousness and the 3D consciousness at the same time, which can make you feel crazy, bipolar, you're losing your mind, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff when you are straddling both dimensional fields, which many of us are doing right now. The reptilian consciousnesses in the fourth dimensional field is a fourth dimensional field that's it's a little complicated, but it's outside of this planetary body. And so it's it's a they are holding different, a different fourth dimensional frequency. And it is um, it's, it's more, um, it's not as dense and it's not as physical as the fourth dimensional field that we s are experiencing in our physical bodies right now. It's much more energetic. It's much more intelligent and it understands the quantum field in a way that we can't in this physical reality. So it's just a different frequency of fourth dimension that they're holding. So the fourth dimension is like a bit of a sandpit until we get we get or adjust to the vibration of the fifth dimension before we step right through the fifth dimension. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's it's basically like um, we're learning how to squeeze ourselves, you know, or or shuffle ourselves into that fifth dimensional field. It's just it's just how we walk through walk into it. We walk through it. We walk through that fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is what we're walking through right now. It allows us to to move into that 5D with more ease and grace because it would, our bodies would literally um, short circuit if we went from a 3D to a 5D. Our bodies couldn't hold that frequency. It literally would like, it's like if you, if you plug in a, a something in the wall and the circuit does, can't hold the high frequency of whatever it needs, it'll short circuit. Um, it's the same thing with the body. The body needs to slowly ground the light. It slowly needs to hold the light more and more, kind of like your hair growing, right? You don't see your hair growing like from one day and then the, and then day two, all of a sudden it's six inches. It takes a very long time for the hair to, to grow. And the next thing you know, six months later, your hair is much longer. That's how the process of shifting into these higher states of consciousness are. It's a very slow process. And so it's a spectrum and we just are slowly chipping away at it, so to speak. And we move through a fourth dimensional field until we get into that 5D field completely. So it could potentially take years for, from a collective point of view for us to shift across. We're not talking about it's going to happen sort of automatically. It could take some time. 
Yeah. I mean, if you think about your hair growing, right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the, the process of, of how we have to have patience with our hair growing, right? Like you cut your hair cut and you're like, Oh my God, this is going to take forever to get it back to where it was. Um, you know, shifting individually takes a while and we actually have some sort some sense of control over that, right? Meaning I actually can feel the emotions that need to be felt, the shadow that needs to be felt. I can feel that when we feel our shadow or the dark aspects of us, we don't like it allows it to be released and then we can hold more light. And then off we go to the next sort of frequency, right? And then there's more stuff that comes up. So it's easy for us sort of to do this individually, but as a collective, you don't have control over the other humans, and so you have to allow the collective to shift collectively yet individually. So it can take longer to shift a collective. Not only can it take longer, but there's free will. So each human is going to respond and react to the collective shadow the way they're going to respond and react. For instance, when you watch what's unraveling right now with COVID and with vaccines and with the United States political system and the election, all these things that are starting to pile up and come out, there's a lot of dark that's being, um, or shadow that's being revealed. Mm -hmm. And how the human responds to that is going to play a role in how the human collective shifts, meaning if the human is able to see it and sort of say, oh, look, and then they just allow themselves to feel it, then it's going to it's gonna move the collective a little bit quicker. If the humans are like, oh, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to see that. I'm going to hold cognitive dissonance, which is totally normal. It's very challenging to see shadow in the collective. Then it's going to take longer. So it's like if there are 5 billion humans on the earth plane, uh, how many percentage are beginning to allow the shadow to be seen, are looking at the shadow, are talking about the shadow, and are feeling the shadow? The more human bodies that are doing that, the more the human collective will start to shift into those higher states of consciousness because the human bodies that are looking at it, feeling it, and honoring it, acknowledging it, are beginning to hold higher frequencies of light. They're shining more light from their body. They're shining light on that shadow. And that's this domino effect that we're watching. More humans are waking up, more bodies are starting to hold more light, more humans are starting to see the shadow, and then the domino effect, like a snowball, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it can it, it, it does take a very long time, unfortunately. Um, but fortunately, because it would also create a lot of psychosis, if the human collective shadow just popped up and all of it just came out out at once, we would we would all be in mental institutions. Yeah. It, it would be too much for us, not in a bad way or a scary way. It's just that this has to unravel the way it's unraveling so it's easy and graceful for us. Mm, and I think also if you think about it just from a really simple way of looking at it, the more light we bring in, if, you, if you're going closer and closer to the light, the bigger the shadow gets. And this is why I guess the more light we're bringing in, the, the more disclosure, the more shadow that it's becoming more relevant, whether it's, you know, politics, COVID, whatever that may be, it's just because it's, it's surfacing. Yep, exactly. And that's the same thing with your own personal experiences within your body, right? Like the more you are holding, the more you, the more light you hold within your body, the more you wake up, the more you may feel trauma, the more you may feel intense emotions, and you just get used to it. You just learn how to navigate um, everything that's unraveling, and you get used to it. You're like, oh, here comes sadness. Oh, here comes rage. Oh, here comes anger. Oh, here comes, you know, and then you just, uh, 
you start to just allow it to be like the river flowing. Um, and it's the same with the collective. It's just that the collective shadow is really intense. And the more light that we're holding, the bigger that shadow becomes until it dissolves or shifts into uh, a higher frequency. Because what's happening from a collective standpoint is the collective human collective consciousness is being moved into, pulled or shifted into these 5D states of consciousness, which means anything that is not holding a 5D consciousness will be revealed for the sole purpose of being able to be collapsed or dismantled because it cannot come along. It can't come with the collective. So any systems, any programs, any ways of being that the collective has been experiencing has to be seen. It's like, oh, look at all this greed. Oh, look at all this abuse. Look at all this uh, manipulation. Look at all this mind control, right? And so we have to see this because we actually, unfortunately or fortunately, we don't jump out and say, okay, see you guys later. I'm going to just move into this higher frequency and be in love and light and let you guys be. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Um, we have to kind of, we have to pull this human collective with us. Mm, <laughs> it's kind yeah. of a pain in the ass. I know, but I see, I feel that with this great awakening, there's also the great divide. I can see that really playing out as well. What are your thoughts about that? Oh my God, a thousand percent. I mean, look at the United States right now. I mean, look at the world, right? Yes. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, the whole world is divided. You, you know, you either believe this or you don't believe it. You believe COVID mm. or you don't believe it. You believe masks, you don't believe masks. You believe vaccines, you don't believe vaccines. I mean, there's very little gray right now. And the reason this is happening is it's teaching us how to be unified. And what do I mean by teaching us how to be unified? A unified field is a higher state of consciousness that we're being asked to step into. And a unified field doesn't mean that you don't have a variety of truths opinions, and beliefs. A unified field means there are an infinite amount of truths, opinions, and beliefs in this quantum field, which is what we are standing in, which means anything and everything is possible. And when you stand with a certain amount of billion human bodies that are going to have varying truths, opinions, and beliefs, we have to learn how to be unified in that, which means I'm going to hold opinions I'm going to hold beliefs. I'm going to hold truths until I no longer hold them. And while I hold them, I'm going to also honor the fact that there are 4.7 billion other humans that may not hold the same opinion, truth, and belief. It doesn't mean that they're wrong, and it doesn't mean that I'm wrong or they're right and I'm right. It means that we are standing in the same unified field. It means that we can all both have our own opinions, beliefs, and truths. It means that we step out of making somebody right or wrong. We step out of bullying, name calling, finger pointing, belittling, whatever it is that we do when we are when we have been programmed to be divided. You see, it's not about changing someone's opinion. It's not about making somebody right or wrong. It's about recognizing that there are going to be of many different truths, opinions, and beliefs. And how do I learn how to stand in that, speaking my truth, honoring my truth, being my truth, without the lower states of consciousness of divide, which is I'm right, you're wrong. I'm smart, you're stupid. I'm intelligent, you're not. You know, I'm good, you're bad. Those kinds of things. Does mm. it make sense? Oh, absolutely. 
And I know for me, I've been saying, what if there is a greater purpose to all of this? And understand there's so many realities out there, of course, but not buying into the realities that everyone's allowed to have their own realities. But the greater purpose that all of this has taken place for us to making these shifts, because if we weren't in lockdown, we would not have had that time to ourselves to self-reflect, to go within, to face our shadow. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts about the greater purpose? I mean, that's what I'm always focused on. You know, otherwise I'll, I'll have meltdowns all the time. Mm, (laughs) I need to focus on the, the bigger picture, which is that this is all shift. This is literally forcing us into higher states of consciousness. So many of us would not have necessarily, when you step into higher states of consciousness, it's not always easy, right? Um, what do I mean by that? Well, when you have to start to feel things within your body in order to hold higher frequencies, that doesn't feel good. You're not necessarily going to be like, oh, I want to look at um, the the addictive behaviors that I've had. I want to look at all the ways in which I have used the external to um, to numb me or to take me outside of myself, right? I want to look at how I've been manipulated and lied to. Um, so let me look at all of that. Like these are not things that we would choose necessarily, but these are these are required kind of experiences that will catapult us into higher states of consciousness, which is what this whole purpose is, which is what this whole experience is um, about being in the human body is moving from lower frequencies to higher frequencies. And so when COVID was the initial sort of domino, what it did is it catapulted, forced us to start to step into higher states of consciousness um, by experiencing what we what we are, have been, and will continue to experience. Um, and we're learning all these different tools. We're learning these different ways of being. Um, and many of us are doing this not because we chose it, but because we have been moved and forced into now these new ways of being. And it's really a lot about coming back home, coming back into your body, coming back into you, cutting off all the external stimuli that has stopped you from doing that. Um, and really, it's been a, it's been a beautiful uh, opportunity uh, and a necessary opportunity. And now it's just this, now we're just, the dominoes are just, fl- you know, it's just like, doom, 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 doom. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Uh, there's no stopping this movement um, mm, as which, we move. Which is pretty exciting when you think about it, what we're stepping into. Yeah, it's really exciting. Mm. So I, I'd like to maybe unpack a little bit about the reptilian consciousness because there's there's been a lot of talk around that. Um, there's been lots of information out there that you know it's connected to our lizard part of our brain and it's it's how this consciousness programs our uh, lizard part of our brain I'm not sure if this is correct or incorrect but what's your um, how would you describe the reptilian consciousness so the, the way that I have been given this information from my my guides which are higher dimensional beings of light that have given me this information is it's not so much that it's a part of our human brain. I know there's a lot of people that believe that and, and there's theories out there. What it is, is that these are consciousnesses or beings that are highly intelligent. They're not physical and they have access to technology and energy in a way that we don't yet. And so they know how to manipulate the physical body. They know how to manipulate energy. 
And what I mean by that is they can infiltrate a human body. They can take their energy and they can move their energy into a human body and take over the human body. They can manipulate the human mind. They know how to do this without the human body or the human aspect, the ego personality, being aware of what's happening. And so what has happened is these, these fourth dimensional beings that we call reptilians entered into our planetary field thousands of years ago, and they began to play and, and engage and interfere with the human experience. They started infiltrating their energies into human bodies and taking over the human bodies. And they also created these hybrid humans that you would call humanoids. And, um, and, so, and, and they've been manipulating the human for, th very, uh, for thousands of years. So what we're watching right now really at the end of the day is quite simply the reptilian consciousnesses that we are kicking off the earth plane. And, and, and what you're seeing is the systems that they have put in place. And when I say they, it is both physical human bodies. So you could call these the very, very elite, the most, the, the wealthiest and most powerful humans on the earth plane that we either know or don't know. Okay. They are sort of taken over by the reptilian consciousnesses. And then there's this like puppet master type of experience where there's puppeteers or like, you know, the, their puppets are being run by the puppet masters and you've got the media as puppet, as the puppets, right. And the puppet masters are controlling the media. You've got these large corporations like, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Google, right. Amazon, they're being controlled, they're puppets. So they don't necessarily have reptilian consciousness in them, but they are being controlled on an energetic level from, by the reptilian humans. And then there are also reptilian consciousnesses that are literally just energy controlling. Um, there are, and so what we're doing now is the human being awakening, you and I and so many other millions of humans, is that we are starting to kick these consciousnesses literally off the earth plane by shining our light and by letting that quote unquote shadow, which is really the reptilian consciousness, come up to be seen because it's been hidden for so long. It's been behind the scenes for so long. And this is why there's so much cognitive dissonance. We can't possibly imagine that there's this much dark. It's, it's almost like you've got, like you, you can't fathom that a human being would do this kind of dark stuff and yet it's happening. So we have to be gentle with the human as they wake up to this, but it's really dark and they've done some very, very intense things and created some very intense programs that we have to see and dismantle. There are also reptilian consciousnesses that are on the earth plane with us now assisting. And so they're in a higher frequency. They're not necessarily fourth dimensional reptilians. Um, and they are, they have dropped in or sort of incarnated to assist us in taking these reptilians off. So not a lot of them. And there's not, that's not a, a huge part of the game here in the play, but um, just to stay, say that, that not all reptilian consciousnesses are dark and, and evil and corrupt, like, like the ones that are playing in this, in this human third dimensional field. Um, I will say that, you know, 90% of these reptilian consciousnesses have been taken off the earth plane. So we're really only looking at about 10%, but it is, it is so powerful and potent what they're capable of because they have more remember, they know how to manipulate the energy. We, we have forgotten how to manipulate energy, meaning how to use it for our good. 
um, which is why shining our light, opening our heart centers and using our light is so powerful and potent because it really actually is an energetic sword that we have. It's it's really does have the power to shift and clear that dark consciousness. The reptilians know that, but they have done their best to sort of suffocate us and um, dim our light so that we don't remember how to use our light, right? We don't remember. So they do everything externally to take us away from our bodies, to take us away from our sovereignty, to take us away from our light, to take us away from our hearts, um, so that we don't remember the power that we hold within ourselves in order to clear them off the earth plane. Mm, so that was, I was curious when you were saying they were a high form of intelligence from, from a consciousness point of view, then how they would be all over us stepping into that fifth dimension. Uh, but now I get a bit of a, a better understanding if there's also other reptilian consciousness supporting this shift. Yes. And there's a lot of other higher dimensional beings supporting the shift. And when you are... When the reptilian consciousness is, they're in a vibrational frequency that can't, unless they choose, they can't move into 5D consciousness, right? So they won't be able to step into a 5D consciousness unless they choose. And the only way to choose would be to open heart, open their hearts, have compassion, have empathy, have love. Like they wouldn't, they don't exist in that state. Mm. So they won't enter into a fifth dimensional field. The reason they could enter into a third dimensional field is because the third dimensional field holds greed, abuse, rage, manipulation, mind control, um, uh, murder. It, it holds all of that. So they could come in and they could play with all of that. Does that mm. make sense? The oh, fifth dimension. Absolutely. Yeah. 5D consciousness doesn't hold that. So they can't even access, they can't even enter into that space unless they choose to change their frequency. Um, and so what we're doing now is we are moving ourselves into these higher states of consciousness, remembering, oh my God, I'm a light being. I can actually beam my light like a care bear and I can start to dismantle. So when you look at the political system, when you look at the media, when you look at the, um, the government, the, uh, the um, environmental systems, the scientific systems, uh, the banking systems, these are all very corrupt systems that are controlled by humans and reptilian consciousnesses. Um, and they have been controlling us, manipulating us and keeping us, uh, dimmed and silent for a very long time. So this great awakening is literally waking us up to our voice, to our truth, to our light so that we can get rid of these, this consciousness. Mm. So when you, you're, you're talking about bringing our light, is it really dropping into our heart, out of our head, really into our heart and sort of expanding our heart and coming from a place of love, a place of peace, forgiveness? Is that how we expand our light? Yeah, I mean, the way I experience it is, because I've been practicing it so much these past couple of weeks, is the first thing you want to do is you want to breathe. Because the second you breathe, you're all of a sudden connected to your body. And so right when you start breathing, you're like, oh, I'm right here. Okay, great. You feel your breath. You feel your chest rise and fall or your belly rise and fall. And then you visualize the heart center, which is the fourth energy center. It's right in that, that chest, right in between, right in the middle of your, of your, your chest, right where that, like that little indention is right. Um, that's the fourth energy center. So you visualize there. Oh, there it is. Okay, great. And then you want to vis and visualize that it's an actual energy center that's holding energy and light and you want to open it somehow. Maybe it looks like a door or a window or, 
a latch opens and the hatch opens up, you know, however you want to visualize it, you open that fourth energy center. And then you set this intention of the second I'm opening that energy center, there's this light that comes out from that heart center. And it's a love frequency or pulse. It's not the same kind of love of like, oh my God, I love my mom or I love my grandma or I love my husband and my wife, right? It's a very different love. It's an unconditional vibrational frequency of love that, that dissolves anything that is not of its same frequency. And it feels peace. It feels like calm. It feels, it feels neutral. Um, and when you tap into it, all your anxiety goes away, all your stress goes away, all your worry goes away, and you really start to feel the power of your light. And you can visualize it as like a laser beam. You can visualize it like a cloud coming out of you. You can visualize it like water coming out of you, whatever you, however you want to visualize it. But it's real. It's true. It's in you. It's your power. It's your light. And it's how we are designed as physical bodies energetically holding energy inside of us. It's how we are designed to clear and shift the, the human collective. So you visualize the earth and all this light going over the earth coming from your body. You visualize certain systems like, you know, whether it's sex trafficking or the political system or greed, or maybe it's the, the vaccine systems, whatever you want to visualize, you see this light coming from your fourth energy center and you see it literally soaking up and pouring down on all the different people, all the different systems, whatever you want to pour your light on, you, you pour it on that. And believe it or not, I know it seems like it's insane to the, that this is actually shifting the collective, but this is how we shift the collective. It's not so much about our words and our, and our voice and our actions. Those are important, but this is more important. The light is more powerful than our voice. The light is more powerful than our, than our actions, than our body movements, than the things that we do. Um, and the more we remember this, the faster we're going to shift that dark. Mm. And I, and many, you know, it also reminds me, I think it was in April when all this started, there was a massive global meditation, uh, heart centered meditation. And what it did was shift the vibration of, and it was a, it was, they were able to record the earth's um what's it called the vibration of the earth it absolutely lifted the vibration and then i've heard lots of research in different parts of all over the world where they've had mass groups of meditations where it's absolutely shifted the um economy um the uh there was i'm trying to think there was one in um the US and I can't remember what state it was when they had a lot of crime happening uh, and mm -hmm. literally shifted within about four or five days and there was this massive group that got together and just did this massive meditation on a daily basis so uh, it reminds me of that when you're talking about opening up your heart and and just pouring this light onto whatever system yep mm. it's it's actually it's a it's it's what I have been guided to do every single day and and is, is start to do these live guided meditations. I haven't done them every day, but it's, it's, that's what my guides are telling me to do because this is how we shift it. And it's, and, and, you know, for me, I'm like, I don't want it to get worse. Like, let's go. Like, like I'll show up every day, 24 seven, if I have to, like, I don't, you know, like, I'm just like, Oh God, if this is what we have to do, I'll do it because, uh, I'm, it, this is how we shift it. This, it, it, it actually does shift it. The Schumann resonance goes up. There is, you know, when you'll see that something was about to happen and all of a sudden it doesn't happen. Um, crime goes down. I, I was doing a, uh, 
an Instagram live the other night. And I was like, this, this needs to be an experiment. Cause I was like, if you're guys, if somebody's in an, in a, in an argument, right. And you walk into the room and you open up your heart, you open up that heart center and you let that like, like care bear light go out from your heart center and you visualize it soaking, like literally pouring down on the people that are having an argument or the people that are fighting and yelling at each other. And you literally hold that and you, and you see it and you know that it's coming from your body and however you want to see it and visualize it. I would love to know what happens to that argument because I guarantee you that argument would stop and they, those two people wouldn't even realize what happened. And, but all of a sudden they would probably stop, stop arguing. So I was telling people to go and do these experiments and let me know. And I've been receiving emails and messages from people that were like, Oh my God, I did it. I was in my therapist. I was, a, I'm a therapist. And I, these two people were arguing in my office and I did it and it stopped. And so I'm getting all these messages back now that, that it works. That's amazing. It works. Yeah, it works. I was like, Oh God. Okay, great. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. So Laurie, I'm curious, what's been your greatest lesson learned thus far throughout those, those five years you've been doing this? My biggest lesson is trusting, trusting the non-physical. And so what do I mean by that? That there is a higher purpose for me and, and why I'm here on the earth plane. And my ego doesn't understand that, but there's an aspect of me that does. And I have learned to trust everything that is in my life in the now moment. So I've learned to trust where I find myself in relationships. I've learned to trust every emotion that I feel, meaning I just allow it to be. I've learned to trust in any desires or, or needs that I have. I want, I need to go travel. Okay, I'm going to go travel. I need to create this course. I'm going to create this course, right? I've learned to trust my body and everything my body needs and wants, whether it's food, whether it's sleep, whether it's exercise, no exercise. I've learned to trust everything that comes into my now without attachment or without judgment. And it has shifted the way I experience my human, my human journey because I literally do not doubt anything and I do not judge anything that's in my world. Mm, that's beautiful. I'm so beautiful. So Laurie, as we start wrapping up the show, we'd always love to ask our woman of inspiration, which is you, my dearest, to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one, one word for you, my dearest? Remembrance. Oh, remembrance. <laughs> love that. I'm curious, remembrance. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we are all remembering who we actually are and why we're here at this moment. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest piece that I'm here to do is remind you of why you're here and to remind you of who you are and the power that you have and the sovereignty that you have and the love that you have and the light that you have and, and, and why, and, and that you chose to be here at this time. You chose to be in the body at this time. You chose to wake up at this time. So it's all about remembering. It's just a massive massive classroom of remembrance um oh, i love yeah. that that really resonates with me it's beautiful last mm -hmm. question we always wrap up the show with what are three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners and they could be like three practical exercises trust your truth trust your voice trust your knowingness trust trust you 
over and over and over again. That's the first one. Have compassion. Start practicing compassion for yourself, compassion for your human experience, compassion for everything you're, you're feeling that you're going through. And the third would be open up your heart center. Open up your heart, open up your heart, open up your heart. So trust, compassion, and open your heart. Love that. And just for me, you talk talk through, uh, talked to quite a bit around sovereignty. How can we be sovereign in this great awakening? Yeah, it's a great question. Sovereignty is is is, is huge. Sovereignty means I'm a I'm a physical body. I'm a, a light being or a consciousness in this physical body, and I'm safe to be here walking around in an energetic world. And when you're sovereign you start to realize that that you are not controlled, manipulated or a victim to anything that is happening externally. And the way and and that you are the only one that knows your truth. You are the you are the compass. You are all you are everything. And the way that you find sovereignty again is one, you move into your body. So you have to feel right? The only way to get into sovereignty is to get into your body, which means you got to feel everything. So one, you have to move into your body. The way you do that is you find your breath, right? And you got to feel, you got to let yourself feel. The only way into sovereignty is feeling, right? Two, there are three, you have to allow yourself to navigate what is yours and what is someone else's. What's mine and what is somebody else's? What are they telling me to believe? What are they telling me is my truth? What's happening? How you have to, you're navigating an energetic field. You're navigating you. And so what we, we're not used to asking ourselves, wait a second, is this mine or is this theirs? Is somebody telling me to think, feel, and be something? Or am I telling myself to think, be, or feel, right? We've got to start to differentiate between the external and the internal Right. And then you start recognizing that you are walking around as an energetic being in a physical body, tapping into energetic. Everything is energetic. So it's an energetic bumper car. Right. And you have a choice in every now. You have a choice in every now. Am I going to engage with that person? Am I going to communicate in this way? Am I going to turn that television on? Am I going to watch that YouTube video? Everything becomes a choice. As soon as you move into your body and you start to become sovereign, nobody's doing anything to you. It's all choice. And then there becomes a massive amount of power. You're so powerful in that now moment because you're free. Mm. You're absolutely free when you are sovereign, no matter what anybody does. You're free because you realize that even in the midst of shutdowns and lockdowns and all these things, you are choosing how you want to be in that now moment and nobody can take that away from you. So true. I love that. Thank you for, for uh, bringing that one to life. So Laurie, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Um, probably right now, YouTube. So at Laurie, L-O-R-I-E-L-A-D-D. So you can just type that name into YouTube and my channel will come up. And then um, my website is the same name. It's just Lori Ladd. And then Instagram and Facebook, I also show up every day. Uh, and it's just, I think if you just type my name in, L-O-R-I-E-L-A-D-D, you'll find, uh, you'll find my Instagram and Facebook as well. Beautiful. We'll have that in the show notes. Laurie, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing your wealth of wisdom, your time and your energy with us. Thank you so, so very much. 
Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. It was so much fun to uh, to connect and dive in real fast and real deep. So thank you for having me. No, thank you so very much. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit the subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplanner.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Until next week, wishing you a fabulous day.